You know, we talk about that subject a lot, that uh, life is in the blood. There's two sacrifices for the Day of Atonement. Also, it had to be burned on the altar outside the camp. That's significant, but there's two goats for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's the theme of the Day of Atonement, so yeah. it'd be better not to uh, walk away with it. The first goat was taken to the red heifer altar because it represented Christ dying as our atonement and means of reconciliation. Second goat was led away into the wilderness as a scapegoat. Now, the red heifer altar was near the top of the Mount of Olives in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus often prayed, wept blood, and as he prayed, and where he took the disciples to pray. It's where many people, including me, believe that Jesus died on the cross and was buried. It was also probably the location of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's also quite possibly, as if that's not enough, the location of the first altar where God made a sacrifice for Adam and Eve's sins and used the animals to clothe them to cover their nakedness. And we assume that the tree of knowledge was likely the last thing Adam and Eve saw saw as they exited to the east, left the garden behind them forever. Well, God told Moses, the life of the flesh is in the blood. The Hebrew word that has been translated life, nefesh, is the word for soul, which means Mm -hmm. God sees our sin in our blood. Kind of interesting. We also see that through confession, sin can be transferred to an innocent substitute, specifically to its blood, since that's where the life, the soul, abides. This prefigured the substitutionary death of Jesus for sinners. All of this on the Day of Atonement. Notice the sin was transferred to the blood, and the blood was poured, sprinkled, and wiped on all over the sanctuary to transfer the sin to the sanctuary, that is, the sin to the tabernacle. So the, the sanctuary or tabernacle accumulated the sins of the people. It says in Leviticus 16, Once a year on the Day of Atonement, the priest would make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions for all their sins. And so he shall do for the tabernacle of meeting, which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. Yom Kippur is the only time the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies. Didn't matter how pure or holy he thought he was, he couldn't go in. The high priest sacrificed a bull that would cover the sins of the priesthood. Uh, It says uh, Aaron is to offer the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household. He'd be totally covered in blood for making the sacrifice. Then he'd go through the uh, veil that separated the holiest of places from the rest of the temple or tabernacle. That word, uh, the veil or curtain, is derived from the root perech, which can mean to break apart or to fracture. But it also means rigor and severity. So the veil represented the separation between God and man due to man's sin. Jesus was and is the veil. So when he died on the cross for sin, which separated us from God, the veil, his body, was torn. Then he went into the Holy of Holies to sprinkle the blood on the cover of the ark, the caparet, or mercy seat. Caparet related to Kippur, of course, is translated purge, atone, expiate, propitiate. Fun words there. Essentially, it's the cross. It's the paying of a ransom to redeem or to atone by offering a substitute. The blood of life of an innocent animal was required in exchange for the blood of life of a guilty person. A sacrifice was required. The priest entered into with incense before him as he approached the mercy seat and sprinkled the blood on it, then on the altar outside to cleanse it. After the bull, he would take two goats to cover the sins of the people. Now, 
take two goats and present them before Jehovah at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He's to cast lots for the two goats, one for Jehovah, the other for the scapegoat. The high priest put both of his hands into a wooden case and took out two labels, one inscribed, one for Yahweh, and for the other, Jehovah, and the other for absolute removal, or for Azazel. Aaron shall bring the goat whose lot falls to Jehovah and sacrifice it for a sin offering. Jehovah's goat symbolized Christ, obviously, who took upon himself the penalty for our sins. Our sins have been transferred from our soul to his. He's died for those sins, and the sinner is judged to be perfect as if he's never sinned. It's just, uh, it's just too much. The high priest would go again through the veil and sprinkle the blood of the goat on the mercy seat. Now, of course, there's two goats. Now to the second goat. But the goat chosen by Lot as a scapegoat shall be presented alive before Jehovah to be used for making atonement by sending it into the wilderness as a scapegoat. What an unusual idea, huh? He's to lay both hands on the head of the live goat, confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sins, put them on the goat's head, shall send the goat away into the wilderness and the care of someone appointed for the task. The goat will carry on itself all their sins to a remote place. If you ever wonder, is my sin really gone? Is it, is it really forgiven? It's over and over and over and over. Is it really gone? Well, in time, the Jewish people became concerned that the goat would find its way back into the camp and bring back the sins of the nation. <laughs> Only they would think of that. So, to ensure that the sins carried away by the scapegoat could never return to them, from then on, the scapegoat was led off to a steep cliff and thrown down over the cliff. So, in the end, both goats died so that the people's sin would be forgiven. And that's the specifics to the Day of Atonement to, mm. in terms of the bull and the, and the two goats. But uh, I hope that uh, you've gathered from this today. There's so much more to the Day of Atonement. There's so much more to the tabernacle. And all of it walks us all the way back to the cross and to the fact that we have been made the tabernacle of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And uh, hopefully this has maybe unwrapped and unveiled some things for you for the first time. Well, it's definitely plenty of layers that have been pulled back today, just like the veil Indeed. was pulled back for us. And aren't we just so grateful that we get to encounter Jesus, we get mm. atonement, and we get to live with him forever as we do believe and receive and proclaim him as Lord. And then we get to claim heaven as our home.